All right. So for our second installment of, uh, I guess, like an NBA draft type look at some of these Big East players, we have uh, my good friend, Anthony Calabro, back on the program. Anthony, welcome. Hi. How are you guys doing? What's up, Anthony? Good to hear from you guys. You too, man. Yeah, good to have you on. And, you know, last week we talked about Andre Drummond, who is basically a monster, and he's in the consensus top three of all NBA mock drafts for 2012. But I think this this week we're going to look a little bit more at a player that's a fringe first-round pick in, in a lot of circles, and uh want to see what you have to say on Dion Waiters. Right, right. Yeah, um, I think, you know, he's a Philly guy. So I, I was just drawn to him just looking at his um, statistics and stuff. And it was yeah. interesting how... You know, he's not even he's not even starting for Syracuse, and yet people still have him, you know, as a late first rounder possible. Um, and that just goes to show, you know, the talent that he does have. Oh, certainly. And we've we actually talked about him uh, at length on the Monday edition of the podcast. And we he's he's a microwave. He's scoring in bunches off the bench there. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's just one aspect of him. I mean, because and now he's just starting to get on a roll his last three games he's shooting 65 percent and you could just tell he's a confidence type of player where you know he's not starting so you know he might be down on himself but when that stroke is gone when he's got that when he's got that shooter stroke rolling um you know he could put up 25 he could put up 20 to 25 a night and you know that's coming off the bench so it's just a matter of him you know finding his own role with the Syracuse there and it looks like he is so I think that's working out for you know him and now is he going to be a guy you know he is a sophomore is really coming into his own this year I don't see him leaving after this year because he's not even starting but is he someone that uh, I could see maybe after his junior year if if things progress and go like they are this year is is he a guy that leaves after junior stays all four years where where do you see that playing out well that's tough I mean yeah I mean the way I see it is Initially, it looks like, yeah, he'll probably want to stay just because he wants to get a chance to start, you know, for Syracuse. But I'm just looking long-term, you know, they're number one in the nation now. What if they do win the whole, the win the national championship this year? And I'm sure he'll have people in his ear saying, look, man, you, you already won. You know, you, people have you in the first round. You know, let's test the waters a little bit. So um, I guess I am jumping ahead a little bit. I think uh, there is a good chance he'll probably stay for his junior year. Okay. But I'm also, you know, the projections are, you know, late first rounder, and he's heating up right now. So, and you know, I watched, I listened to um, Chad Ford talk about him a little bit, and he said the NBA scouts rave about this guy now because he scores in bunches and he just attacks the basket. So he has all those like physical tools as far as he's sort of a slasher and he's uh, one of those combo guards at six four. What are the knocks on him that? really keep him out of that lottery projection as of right now. Right. Right now it's that inconsistent jumper. I mean, he's showing, he's showing signs right now that it's coming. And he practiced in the offseason. Um, you know, and the other reason is his, he had attitude problems coming, coming into Syracuse um, because he wasn't starting. He wasn't playing a lot. And he had clashes with Coach Beheim And it really got to him. And once you have that knock on you, it's hard to shake that. But, um, you know, he, he did well in the third round of the NCAA tournament last year. He scored 18 points against Marquette. And uh, they lost, but I think that was really a jumping-off point for him where he said, look, I can do this. 
I'm going to accept my role as a man and, you know, take it for what it is. And I'm going to be the best sixth man that Syracuse has, if that's the way it is. And he lost a lot of weight, he said. Um, he tried to eat better in the offseason, worked on his game. And um, it's really coming on. You can really see the results now. And I think the more positive feedback he gets, I think it's only going to lift his game even further. Yeah, and where do you see him in, you know, once he, he gets the NBA, what kind of team uh, would be looking for his his skill set and what he brings to the table? Right, well, he is 6'4", he is like a combo guard, he's a tweener, so it's hard to place him. But if I had him, as we projected, as like a late first-round pick. I'm looking at some of the veteran teams. Um, you know, the Lakers right now, who knows what they're going to do in the long run. But it looks as though if they are later in their first round, you know, you pair him with a guy like Kobe Bryant, just, you know, work ethic alone, you know, he'll watch Kobe and, you know, he'll just work his game. You know, it's hard, it's hard not to work hard when you're working next to a guy like Kobe Bryant. And plus, I think Deion Waiters is a guy where when you surround him with veterans, um, you're going to get the best out of him. And, um, you know, a team like the Lakers or the Spurs or you know, the Hawks or just or the Celtics who want to get younger mm-hmm. and they, they, you know, especially in the backcourt and they need that, you know, injection of youth, that injection of offense. And that's exactly what Deion Waiters is. This feels like a prototypical San Antonio Spurs draft pick. It, it's one of those like infuriating picks, like when they got Dewan Blair in the second round where you're like, well, you know, you see all the knocks on him, but then you see him drafted by the Spurs and you say to yourself, well, Dewan Blair's going to have a great career yeah. in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. You put him in the right spot with the right coach, like a coach Popovich. Like you said, it's one of those things like in football where, you know, it's like all the all the guys with knocks on him with attitude problems. I ah, just give him the Belichick. Yeah. Belichick will mold. Didn't, and it's, didn't um, exactly it's, work out this year with Hainsworth. And didn't Hainsworth work out this year. but Every other year. But that's the thinking. Right, right. And that's the thinking. I think that's the thinking with this guy, too. And even where's, you know. Uh, the, the knock on him is his, you know, attitude, and I guess that's one of those things. Like I said, it's hard to shake, but you know, you put him in the right spot. I think he'll, I think he'll really thrive. Well, is there a, uh, is there a current player that you, you think he sort of reminds you of? Right. Well, the comparisons, the most uh, comparisons that I've seen have been Tyreek Evans because he's also a Philly guy. Um, oh, yeah. he's a big point guard at six five. And, you know, uh, Deion Waiters is like 6'4", 205, 215. But I was thinking more of maybe as an instant offense guy, I was looking at a Marcus Thornton, who's currently on the Kings. He's a shooting yeah. guard for the Kings. Um, you know, he puts the ball in the, hoop, uh, in the bucket. Uh, you know, he's, he can put up 20 points a game. And then also I was looking at uh, Rodney Stuckey, who, who on the Pistons, who just signed a, a pretty good contract, like three years. Uh, I think it was like 20-something million. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's one of those combo guards who they try to mold into a point guard, and it didn't really work out. So they drafted the Pistons drafted uh, Brandon Knight from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and they just signed Stucky to three years. So they're going to try to move him to a two guard. And I think Deion Waiters is similar, where you can move him, you know, to either guard spot, and you're still going to, you know, do well offensively. The one thing is defense. Um, with Syracuse defense, you know, they do that zone, that patent zone. So it's kind of hard to translate his defensive prowess onto the NBA side because, you know, zones, if they do do a zone, it's for a possession or a spot possession or two mm-hmm. just to change up a little bit. But, um, you know, that, that defense will come, I think, in time. And he has he, he's averaging uh, three steals in the past three games. I'm telling you, the last three games, he's really come on strong. 
And I think it's just going to keep going. Yeah, I think that attitude problem, uh, playing time and winning, you combine those two things, and I think uh, an attitude can be a... <laughs> solves a lot of problems. Solves a lot of problems. Yes. So uh, if, if, yeah. if this trend continues this year, I think that attitude might go, might take a back seat. Um, yeah, his, his steal, stealing and defensive ability, Luke Wynn from SI had a really awesome chart. He, he's gotten real into st- stats and quant stuff and breaking down all these charts, and he, he broke it down, uh, Dion Waiters, all his steals this year. And I guess he's really good off the dribble. He's known to pick guys' pockets off the dribble. So it's kind of on the dribble, it's kind of like he's playing man-to-man, so I think that can – that can translate in, into the NBA play. Yeah, and this he might be the type of guy where his game translates better in the pros than it does in a, such a tight system like Jim Beheim, yeah. you know. Um, he could really thrive maybe in the NBA where it's a little more freedom, a little looser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially because he has that athleticism that's, you know, he can run the floor and he's, and he's long, so he can get in passing lanes and create the, uh, some turnovers. And I think that's what the scouts see too. I think they, they, you know, they understand the labels, but they also know, you know, man, get this guy 25, 30 minutes a night, and you know, you get some points up there. Exactly. And uh, so I guess that wraps us up on Deanne Waiters. Do you have anything else to uh, put in? Um, I guess the one thing is just I know um, when he played against uh, Virginia Tech, oh, uh, yeah, the coach right. at the coach at Virginia Tech, Seth Greenberg, uh, he raved about Waiters, and they called him a beast who can, you know single-handedly change the game and i think that's the perfect uh perfect way to describe him just with his attacking ability you know he can change the game so mr bubble coach yeah. himself seth greenberg right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yep um and for all you guys listening out there of course anthony calabro can be found at uh, blog 9450.wordpress.com and he is on twitter at blog 9450 or did i uh, switch that around yeah, it's at 9450blog. I'm going to have to change that. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And uh, we'll probably have Anthony on again next week or, or the week after, depending on the holiday. So make sure you guys come back and, and check us out. Make sure to hit us up on uh, Gmail at, at 6 Overtimes um, and write in and ask Anthony a question. We'll, we'll try to get something going. Sounds thanks, great. Thanks, Anthony. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Good night. See ya.